Welcome to the official podcast from mycreditstatus.co.za. We will be introducing you to credit experts who will be providing valuable insight and advice from your financial health to improving your credit status and score. Your host for the show is Laura Palmieri. Hello and welcome to My Credit Status Podcast. On our show today, we welcome George Simitopoulos, the MD of Coffin. Just a quick background on Coffin. They are South Africa's number one independent vehicle finance provider. They offer also car finance and vehicle solutions along with vehicle refinancing. Hi, George. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Now, thanks for joining our show. Okay, let's kick off on the first question. George, can you briefly explain the different types of vehicle financing your company offers? Well, there's um, there are two kinds of financing. One is the normal higher purchase agreement. It's where you are, you're buying a car, for example, for 100,000 Rand, and it gets financed over a period of time, 60 months, 72 months, 48 months, whatever you elect. And then once you've paid up those 60 months, the vehicle be, belongs to you. The residual payment option is the secondary one. That's where a certain amount of the vehicle gets put aside, interest runs, but when paying that off, you're not paying off that capital. So let me give you an easy example. Yeah, I think that that same car for 100,000 Rand, you will have, say, a 20% residual. That means you will be paying off the capital of 80,000 Rand and not 100,000. Okay. The, that is to bring down your monthly instalment. But at the end of the term, you still owe the bank that 20%. So if it's a kind of driving a car and wanting to pay less for it a month, that is the option to go with. But it's not the one that we would advise. George, you find that's quite a common option nowadays. It is a common option um, because as human beings, we always like to uh, over-excel or, or drive something that's above our, means. Above, above our means. So you're actually bluffing yourself by driving a more expensive car um, and not really being able to afford it. So, so it's 20% that they will withhold of the capital that effectively at the end you would have to either refinance or pay it in cash. That residual value. At residual value. In our 14 years of existence, we have maybe in out of thousands of deals that we've done, done five residual deals. Oh, really? That is on the insistence of the client. So basically, if the the client said, if you're not going to do this, we're not going to do the deal with you. And we were always against this because we then see the backlash of this, of banks having finance residual deals and people coming to us and saying, I received this letter that I owe the bank 60,000 Rand or 70,000 Rand and I have to pay them within uh, on that due date. Those are people with residual banks. I see. And then in most cases, we actually refinance that residual value for them. So they end up paying a longer period for, for, for that car. And mm. um, so, mm. so it's not an advisable uh, financial option. The normal one is pay the monthly HP, the, the capital and interest over a term. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, now to apply for finance, what are the essential criteria you look for before approving an application from your side? 
So we we are we are not a lender ourselves. Yeah. For that, we need a banking license. So we are an intermediary that helps uh, and place finance with you with the commercial banks. Um, so our criteria is very similar to what their criteria is. Um, there are some some uh, exceptions made to us in terms of um, the uh, they call it risk buckets, the, the amount of risk the banks are allowed to take. For certain dealerships, they are very uh, conservative, and there's a limited risk bucket that they will do. With us, is uh, we have the the biggest scope of risk bucket, almost as if we are fleet, and that's just because of our collecting buying power. So a person that traditionally might not be approved at uh, at the normal uh, small dealership on the corner might get approved through us because of that extension. So let's get back to your question. Uh, Clear credit record, no judgments, uh, no adverse payments, um, no late payments, no history of not having paid a car in the past and they've repossessed it. Okay, so are you specifically looking for that then with regards to the car, uh, not repossession cars, or does it apply, for example, the late history can apply to any form of credit that's on their report? Yes, well, there's, I mean, there's, um, if you take a percentage of people that have defaulted on minor loans or the um, they forgot to pay the excess payment on their dentist's bill, yes, those have been excluded by the credit uh, bureaus and the banks have also weighted that factor in. So because a guy didn't pay a thousand rand account doesn't mean he's necessarily a poor payer. Okay. Okay, so... Um, Traditionally, uh, in the past, those that count against you, but now it doesn't so much. It'd be interesting to see how the bank scoring models will change after COVID, because this has affected every person in the world. So it's not Just a certain sector, you know. It's not like a mining sector where they're closing the sector down and a lot of miners are losing their jobs. Uh, we are, no matter if you are blue-collar, mid-range, or a wealthy person, we are all suffering the same kind of consequences. Yeah. Expenses are relative, um, and so people are defaulting on high end, middle end, and low end. Yes. And um, so it will be interesting to see how the banks are approaching the new scoring model, uh, which they will have to alter. And you haven't yet uh, encountered that. You haven't yet noticed anything with regards to this change that might be upcoming. Well, we've seen one of the one of the largest banks. Um, we mentioned the, oh, I mentioned their names, but they they as default have doubled up uh, on what Prime is as a general approval rate. So what Prime is, so they were coming in like fifteen percent. Yeah. It's even if you are a Prime plus one kind of candidate, they are coming in at that at as a defaulted price. So that would have to be a negotiation with 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 that specific bank on that specific client. But it's almost like they, the guys aren't scared. And, and I can understand that because they haven't seen the backlash of what's happened. Yes, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's a new terrain that everyone is, everyone's actually entering in on every level. Yeah, terrain, there's no data, there's no, um, you can't foresee what's going to happen. Um, and the funny thing is we're in a, in a very false illusion really because most of us have taken up payment holidays on our payments, uh, car payments and, and house payments. 
Yes. A lot of those now in July will be the last payment holidays, the three-month ends. So reality is going to hit in the next month. And I think that is when the banks will be able to determine whether people um, have lost jobs or um, take salary cuts, uh, commission earners, not earning commission. Um, and that uncertainty, you can understand, will have to determine, that data will will have to determine as to how they will score the future. So I think the banks are in for a rough ride. And you know, people are very unsympathetic sometimes to banks. Yes. They would say, you know what, they're making money and they do this and they do that. They, a bank is entrusting to loan you 200,000 rand on a car that if they at any time had to say to you, give us a 200 rand, you wouldn't be able to. That's a risk that a bank takes. And in this specific scenario, they're in. They said they're not going to make money. They're going to, they, the banks are going to lose a lot of money, millions and millions and millions of banks. And, um, and hopefully not too much because it's going to alter how they're going to be pricing in the future. Ah, true. And, and even us that will have finance or people who will apply in the future might, might get priced in for those losses. Um, so, so it's it's very it's a it's a very uncertain time, but the necessity of vehicle finance is there. You need a car to take the kids to school. You need a car to go to work. You know, especially uh, in South Africa with our, our very poor transport systems. Very poor transport systems, and uh, you know, we often get people uh, that that are so desperate that have unfortunately bad credit and. They get car allowances and you can't do the system. And they need to buy that car to be able to go to work and do their jobs for the commission and whatever the case may be. Yes. So it's important then to look after your credit score. Very important now, even more than before. More than before. Well, our next question actually is how does cough and score people? So can you explain? So a person comes and applies for uh, finance on a vehicle that they're interested in getting. Financing from your side, do you once they've completed the application, do you do the scoring or you send it off to the the finance institutions? Okay, so we don't have any insight as per certain banking or finance institution scorecards. Hmm. Certain banks have appetite for certain markets, right? That's correct. What we can do, we can do a pre-sifting, which we then, when you apply with us, we send it into a credit bureau. And we actually do the pre-sifting to see if someone is eligible, eligible. to apply for finance. Um, so it's almost like the first hurdle you've got to jump over. So it's a, it's a first screening, and then once that's in, then it gets sent to the banks. Um, but yet there's no guarantee with that first screening, am I correct? Also not, because you might have uh, a clear credit record, mm. but you might, because of a desperate situation that you're in, might say that you earn 30 grand, but once the banks go and validate it, they only see that you're earning 15 grand because that's what's going into your bank account. I see. So then it fails at validation. That's where the failure comes in. Um, that's out of our hands. That goes through the bank's criteria. Uh, we, we similarly had an issue this morning with someone that had done that. Um, he had quoted a salary that he was earning pre-COVID when things were doing well. Mm. And he still kind of submitted that as a salary, but he's a commissioner, so that salary is less than half now. 
Absolutely. Now you can imagine a bank, uh, two things, they don't normally trust someone if they've given false information, number one. For sure. And number two, they, it comes down to the affordability. What does this man really earn? Does he earn 13, 30 grand or does he earn 15 grand? And that normally then will be a decline. So my advice to people is be sincere and, and, and speak the truth. The systems lately, uh, banking systems, credit bureau systems, payroll systems are so uh, uh, up to standard that you can't lie anymore. You know, the world that we're living in, um, you can't hide or you can't lie. So, so my advice to people are to stay, uh, be honest and, and, and buy something within your means, you know. Buy through. No, it makes sense, actually. Which actually, our next question is, so, so what if a consumer's credit history is poor? What advice do you give them? So that obviously this is the first hurdle that you go through, like you mentioned now, and they yes. don't score. The, the score is low. What, what advice do you give them then? Well, first of all, so like I said before, um, we are now in a in a in testing times, and um, your credit history or your credit scoring uh, moving forward is very will be very important because the criteria is initially, I think, in the beginning post COVID, will be quite strict, um, so that the banks could filter out people that uh, are are good payers. So. Um, to to come back to the, the question, what advice is there? Um, always engage with your lender if you are running into troubled times. Engage with them, speak to them. Um, and when you make an arrangement, make sure that you stick to that arrangement. I'm in the arrangements, yeah. Yeah, so we are all speaking to banks, we're all making arrangements. Um, stick to them. Uh, keep the line open because if you don't, they will then give a negative reporting to the credit bureau, and then you get this this mark against your name. And um, and to recover from that, depending on the severity of the mark, I've seen people take five years before they can then buy a car again. He's correct. That is right. It's an average of five years to clear it up. So, so um, I'd say always. Play open cards with them uh, and 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 document document your conversations. Um, take your credit. Your credit score is must probably the second thing after your health status. Yes. If you're like looking after your health, credit is the next thing you should be looking after because without credit you can't buy a house, you can't buy a car, you can't. People think credit is only for maybe having a clothing account. It's it's certainly not. I think the average, what we've realized in my credit status, I think the average person doesn't realize the effect that it has long-term. They see it as a short-term solution. So they want to finance a car. Uh, okay, so the finance gets proved, and then they might default and get listed, etc. They don't realize repercussions five years later. So then they might want to bond. It stays with you, like you say. It will stay with you for five years, and it will affect every form of financing. And even if you... Um yeah, we've seen we've seen that people look. Life goes on. People go through difficult times. COVID now, sad reality. People will lose their jobs. People are not going to make their targets. Commission owners are earning half, a quarter. You're going to have a speed bump in your life, right? Yeah. We've seen people. That is that is a course of life. But then you see people abuse it. They live above their means, and they they open credit everywhere, and they actually abuse it. They, they abuse it almost like people abuse alcohol. 
Yes. They use they use that 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 thing, and it's a and that comes from uh, that's maybe discussion for another day. But that comes from education at younger years of how we should manage our financial situations, right? But if you if once you've tarnished that, we've seen people that have tarnished it mm-hmm. two, three, four years later. It's four years later, and they're earning ten times more than they used to earn, and they can't buy a car. Correct. Because they've abused that market still against their name, and um, so 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 it's important that you keep those lines of communication open. The bank stick to what you can, and irrespective, you don't might not have to pay them the full amount. Pay them twenty percent. You know, uh, banks banks are also in business, and they also understand this economics. And they want to want to go the legal route. That's a last resort for them. Costing too much money. Um, so it's very simple. Look after your credit uh, score, your credit history, and 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 go on to on onto these credit bureaus. You get most of them. You get the one year, once a year you get a free report. Go and check your credit out. We actually recommend the current stage uh, through my credit status is to do a monthly. Uh, it's a nominal fee to sign up. It takes you ten minutes. Your report is there. Go through it. Uh, Make sure everything's correct. Identity theft is also on the rise, etc., etc. Just monitor it. Look after it, like you say. It's the second best thing to your health. It's a, it's a credit health check, and um, you might uh, forget to pay your uh, account at a closing place at my, if you're not on debit order okay. because you went away for the weekend. You don't sometimes realize what the repercussion is of paying that late because the bank. Banks want to know what your payback culture is. Yes. They're not interested really to know how much you spend on clothing or how much you spend on your cell phone account or on the car or whatever. They want to know, is this person trustworthy? We say they must pay by the 25th, do they pay us by the 25th? That's if true. they can't pay us by the 25th, do they engage us? I'm telling you, if you engage them, they're not going to put a stick against your name. They want that discussion. They want that, that openness. Yeah, the so, yes, so your monthly health check thing, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I would advise that. Now, our next question is, what if a, con- a consumer comes out of debt review? Can they apply for vehicle finance? Immediately, no. Really? Eh? No. I've, um, and sadly, you know, and it comes back to what I just said earlier. You have now gone, come out of debt review, right, for whatever reason. You've lost your job, or you abused your name, or um, just things went wrong for you in your life. I mean, this happens every day. Yes. Uh, people go through a debt review progress and pay back almost the debt at the pace set by the debt counsellor. Once they pay that off, they then think, okay, now we're eligible to get finance. It's not the case. The, the credit bureaus want you to start scoring positively again. So you're almost like you're getting a second chance of life. You're like reborn. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, reborn basically. So you're reborn now, but you still can't get the benefit of it because the credit bureau doesn't really track how you pay your debt counseling. And also, you've obviously hit a wobble in your life. So you've almost kind of flagged. Now, it's almost you're back against the wall. So you slowly have to start that process of building score again. Okay, so it's almost like you're an 18-year-old again starting your credit scoring life. 
But it and is possible. It's possible. Unfortunately, in my experience, I don't see it happening sooner than six months. Right. Uh, and it can take up to about a year. And um, that's uh, that's quite simple. I mean, how you could get to that is uh, is, is, is opening a bank account, uh, maybe a cell phone account, a clothing account uh, with a large, large retailer, maybe a credit card later on. Um, so that all those companies that you've dealt with sends back a positive report on how you pay them back monthly. The amount is not what will determine what your score is. Yes. Everyone thinks if we've got a big amount and we're paying it back, then the bank will give me credit because I've paid back this big amount. It's not that. It's the banks want to see that when your clothing account goes up on the 25th that you paid about the 25th. They're not interested about the amount. As a matter of fact, I don't even think they take it into consideration. So, so that is most probably the way to start building your credit score. Um, is doing that. Then you also must have fallen into the trap by being too over credit active. Mm. Um, which can also happen. So do your budget, uh, allocate budget to cell phone, to clothing, and now a fair budget, uh, if there's 20% of what what your salary allows, then that should be your repayments. 20% maybe repayments towards that. That's um, correct. So it's not, so, so there must be a fair balance. I think that at the end of the day is what makes banks happy. Yeah. If the people too credit active, banks get nervous. It's a balance, like you said. You actually summed it up correctly. Yeah, yeah it's a balance. So now, okay, we actually almost discussed this, but if a consumer is struggling to pay their car payments on time, especially with the moment of COVID-19, what can they do? And I think you highlight the fact that it's open communication with the banks. Is that correct? Correct. Instead of avoiding it and not paying it, communicate. Communicate, speak to your banks. Banks don't want to repossess cars, especially in a pandemic like COVID, which is not any of us are false. Whether we, we, we're not to blame you, right? Mm. And we're, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And unfortunately, a lot of people are going to earn less money. And hopefully, the economy gets stimulated and starts up again. But if you, if, if, if the banks had an aggressive approach to this, they would sit with warehouses and warehouses of cars. Okay? Yes. Banks are not in the game of repossessing cars. So that's the last option to them. So they will be open to having a discussion with you. They, a lot of the banks are empathetic to the situation. It's a clear reality. You cannot squeeze blood out of the stone. Yeah. So, so they know this, and that's why I say you speak to the banks, tell them, and you be front, up front with them, and that's the best you can do. That discussion is the best you can do. You know, whether they choose to take it or not, that is that's their decision. But I can tell you now, they'll be inducive to, to discussing and accepting what you say. To making it, yeah, makes Good. absolute sense. Yes. They, they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to take that cost. They don't. They don't in the game of taking that cost. They're in the game of finance, and and, and they understand the speed wobble is not going to last for long. 
you know, you're going to get people going to get out of this, and that's another thing. People think it's a doom and gloom. We'll get we will get through this, especially South Africans. We're a resilient group of people. So yeah, that I agree. We are pretty resilient. We're very resilient, and and COVID has equalised the playing fields worldwide. And that's true. Of competitiveness. It, 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 it is it's sad what's happened, and but I think we will get through this. South Africans are very resilient company, and. Country and, 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 and with this uh, stimulus of that $200 billion, um, supported uh, uh, loan package to the banks, um, that, that will stimulate our market. We didn't have that $200 billion injection prior to COVID, right? That's correct, yes. Our economy was under pressure prior to COVID anyway. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, because of COVID, we're getting a $200 billion injection by the banks from the Reserve Bank uh, um, uh, guaranteed loan scheme that the government is injecting. That will and should put a spark back in again to start it up again. Back in our economy, 100%. And I might, uh, some people have argued with me, but I think we will be better off post COVID than before COVID. Really, eh? I'm of that opinion. You don't have 200 billion coming into your market. Oh, yeah. So now you've got 200 billion stimulus coming in. And, and, and that stimulus is going to whoever gets the loans. People have these big arguments, who's going to get these loans? Irrespective of who gets it, they're going to be spending money. They're going to be spending money, and that money is going to be helping someone that's employed. You know? So that person that's employed is going to get a credit card. That person that's employed is going to want to finance a car. You know, so the, I think we shouldn't be too negative. No, it's a good it's a it's a good outlook to have actually for a change to have some a positive outlook like you have at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I forgot to say that with coffin the criteria uh, normally are the um, eight and a half thousand is the minimum salary that that earn. And the benefit with coffin um, coming through a company like us is traditionally people can only get finance through authorized dealers or these franchise dealers. Coffin allows you to buy whoever you want from. Uh, you can buy a car privately. Um, you could buy it from a dealership that's not authorized. Obviously, it goes into the protocols. We, we do all those risk mitigation stuff for you on behalf of the, our client. So we'll make sure that the car is not stolen. We'll make sure that it's not incumbent. We, we send it for um, DECRA and AA tests or, or specialist tests to see that you're not buying a piece of scrap. So that's the benefits of, of what we do. And then the other benefit is that you could finance a car as old as 2010, right. where some banks are only allowing five-year-old. That's right, yes. So, so, so especially in this market now, where people affordability is dropping, they might consider not buying a newer car, maybe an older car. Um, um, and and with the nice thing with Coffin, it allows you to go back to as, as old as 20,000. 20, no, no, that's a great option to have. So, so that's uh, that's one option. And then, what's interesting, we have a refinancing product that we started in 2007. We will actually get to refinance people's cards. Um, and effectively, what that is whatever you owe from the bank now, we will pay off that loan and enter into a new agreement for that same amount. Over a new term of five or six years. Really? Eh? 
So by doing that, you could actually, in some cases, if you've paid your car for more than two, two and a half years, some cases you could save as much as 50% of your car in installment a month. That's a huge saving. Yeah. And we brought that in those days when there was a crash uh, prior to the 2010 World Cup. South Africa was going through a, a difficult time. I started that because I didn't want people to lose their vehicles. You know, and I understood that once they do that, um, difficult to get one again after that on your name. So what we did was bring in that refinancing product. And in most cases, that affordability then saved the people on their consoles. Wow. Uh, so um, when you have some time, go have a look at the site, and there's some examples of that. So we've actually called it a, like a COVID relief type of scenario. We even help the people on their first installment. They, don't, they skip their first month's installment. Because wow. we sincerely want to really help people. I mean, it's, it's, sad, it's sad to see what's happening out in the market and we see it. Um, and and the, I think we're in the beginning of the backlash. Um, I agree. Okay. Yeah, July, when these payment holidays are finished, the reality is over. And one of my ladies, Begonia, that works here, was saying, what happens when the, when the holiday is over? Um, the reality of, like, she is actually saying we should use it in our marketing, which is, it's cruel, but it's, it's actually the truth. What happens? People need to start thinking about that. Uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're in, we're in for interesting times. And yes, unknown territory, but uh, definitely interesting times. Interesting times, yeah. Okay, George. I think that's. Thank you so much for taking part of our podcast. And pleasure, pleasure. And um, to our listeners. Um, at the end of the podcast on our webpage, there will be a, a direct link to Carfin if you need to find out more about the covered finance release you mentioned or other vehicle options. Uh, you can go directly and check out the link on our web on our podcast page. George, thank you very much. Eh? All the best and good luck to everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye. Uh, bye. Thank you for listening to My Credit Status Podcast. Make sure you tune into our next show where we will continue to provide you with valuable information about your credit health. We value your feedback, so we would love it if you can rate and review us on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be alerted as soon as a new episode is live. Visit mycreditstatus.co.za.